in Spain, bodega is a wine cellar. You may see a, a sign that says bodega, and that's going to be a little bar cafe. I lived in New York, so you have your bodegas, you know, right? Bodega. <laughs> Um, so you, you're, you know, your little corner store where you can grab a six pack of beer, grab a sandwich, um, right. you know, kind of your, your basic little things. A lot of it was, was taking all those kind of aspects, wrapping them up and then, and then putting the, the warm vibes that we felt when we were in these European cafes. Ultima was supposed to be a kind of a joke about, you know, with dad, like this is, this is it. The, it means the last or the best. In Spanish. The last and the best. Yeah, exactly. Is it the last thing? No, he's actually in the process of opening <laughs> a new restaurant right now. <laughs> Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode with one of Augusta's classiest restaurant entrepreneurs, Carrie Goldsmith. If you haven't met Carrie, stop by Bodega Ultima at Surrey Center because you're bound to meet him. It's like hosting a party, you know, and it's the fact that you get to do that every day. It's really fun. You know, you get to meet new people, introduce new people, you know, create this atmosphere of joy and fun and just good energy. Kerry talks to us about how it was to start his restaurant just down the hill from his dad's first location of Taco Sushi. Yeah, so Surrey Center holds a holds a dear place to my heart. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the self-proclaimed mayor of Surrey Center. And even if you've never met Carrie, if you've been to Bodega, you probably have met the celebrity that is Ash, who Carrie says some people recognize on the street faster than him. Isn't that the Bodega dog? (laughs) (laughs) What about the Bodega boy? Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast recorded right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. We really appreciate you spending your time with us. Today's episode is a fun one. Carrie is a young entrepreneur from Augusta, and we are really happy to be celebrating his business. And honestly, we learned a few things about him and about Bodega today. So this is a great one to stick around for. And of course, if you do enjoy this episode, go ahead and leave us a rating or review. Send us a message uh, to our Instagram page, Facebook page, wherever you find us. Let us know what you like about the show, what we could do better, and maybe you have some guest ideas. Maybe you should be a guest. Let us know. We'd love to hear some feedback, which of course includes you guys leaving your ratings or reviews wherever you listen, because that does help our show to grow. Thank you so much to you, and thank you so much to our presenting sponsor, Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. I always talk about how Nancy is your local real estate expert. Her Instagram handle and Facebook is at Downtown Augusta Broker, and if you follow her, you already know that she's a local expert because she is constantly posting about different advice for home buyers, movers. She posts infographics about what size furniture to buy, what types of vendors to be working with, uh, different ways to find your home price, your must-haves, talking about moving with pets. Uh, Nancy Powell is all around a knowledgeable broker who has your back. If you have a need in real estate, follow her at Downtown Augusta Broker and go ahead and give her a call at 706-717-1281. Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. And we're dropped at this podcast. We're here with a very special guest today coming from Surrey Center. And today we are here with Carrie Goldsmith. 
Carrie, give us a little bit of an idea of what it is you do in Augusta, kind of your background. I grew up in Augusta. Um, my dad was a restaurateur, had a catering business. So I've kind of been getting my hands dirty since I was you know, born. You know, <laughs> I grew up, playground was the back of Pullman Hall, which is an old catering hall, Pullman, Rail, Pullman Railroad Station right yep. around the corner. Um, and so for me, it was kind of peel shrimp, help, help make meatballs, you know, clean up, wash dishes from the time that I was six or seven years old. Um, so I've grown up very, very much in the service industry around a lot of great people in Augusta. Um, and I've been lucky to, you know, kind of be in the middle of it for a long time. And Chris said, uh, Chris mentioned that you were coming from Surrey Center and that's of course Bodega. Bodega, um, Bodega now. So I have, I've had Bodega for six years. And before that I worked with my dad. We've had Taco Sushi for 16 years now. Um, so I'm not an owner in Taco Sushi, but I was waiting tables when I was in ninth grade, the first night that it opened and, you know, still have, you know, Kind of never looked back. Yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, so Surrey Center holds a, holds a dear place to my heart. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the self-proclaimed mayor of Surrey Center. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's not often we get a good sound bite a minute and 25 seconds. Honestly, in. I like David, that. we have not had a Surrey Center owner here yet. No, I don't think so. This yeah. is very exciting. Congratulations. We're Thank breaking you. ground Thank here. you so much. And I you was know, congratulating me and Chris, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up top. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carrie, you mentioned that you grew up in Augusta. You're originally from here? I am, yep. Take us, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, I mean, grew up in Augusta, was here through second grade. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I had any really formative, formative experiences there. Understandable. Uh, you know, but uh, we moved to New Mexico when I was in third grade, was out there from third through seventh grade, um, which is where our love of Southwest cuisine, taco for taco sushi uh -huh. comes, uh, comes into play. Okay. Um, came back in eighth grade, uh, went to Augusta prep, ended up graduating from Richmond Academy, played soccer, played tennis, you know, just kind of stayed busy, worked a few nights a week. And, you know, now, uh, after that went to Georgia and so I'm pretty, pretty local guy, I guess. Pretty local. Yeah. I, I have a question. You know, I also, I, we both grew up in Augusta yeah. and when we graduated high school, you know, there was a montage of trying to get out of Augusta. Were you in that same boat? If you were, no problem. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. A absolutely. I, um, you know, I think for me as well, I, I love it out West, you know, mm -hmm. having lived in New Mexico and I was having this kind of conflict. I saw a lot of friends that were going to California, going all around the country from, yeah. from where I was out in Albuquerque. And uh, I actually, my freshman year ended up going to Hampton, Sydney in Virginia, because I felt like UGA was going to be the 13th grade, not realizing that it was really <laughs> heaven on earth. You know, <laughs> uh, Hampton, Sydney, by the way, is an all-male college in the, middle, in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. Wonderful academics. And you chose that. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I walked on, I walked onto the soccer team there and then, you know, you realize when you haven't seen a woman four days in a row, <laughs> you've been, you've been drinking with the same guys every night and you're looking around and you're just like, what am, what am I doing with my life? Um, and I mean, the, the place is incredible. Founded in sure. 1776, a graduate of Hampton, Hampton Sydney founded University of Georgia. So oh, very cool. Oh, I mean, it's got, so you took it, was the, it, was the, cool. it was the proper progression for me. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. It's probably a lot easier to focus on sports. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My head was on a swivel for about a month in Athens. It took me a minute to calm down. <laughs> so you moved to Athens. Uh, tell us about what you studied and, and kind of like what you wanted to do. Obviously you had seen 
growing up, you had seen your dad open Taco Sushi. Yep. How old were you when he opened Taco Sushi? 14, but I mean, he opened, you know, uh, over here, I forget what, what it's called now, City Club. City Club. Used to be Goldsmith's. So he opened that what? restaurant. Yeah. So wow. my, dad's, my dad's 67. He opened that restaurant probably 40 years ago. So that's been a thing with you guys. Yeah. I mean, that's he went to school for hotel restaurant management. I've grown up. That's basically, I, I couldn't get away from it. Is that what you studied? No, I studied business management and Spanish. So I okay. got, yeah, I got two degrees from UGA. How did you choose that? I wanted an easy major in <laughs> business management and um, I always enjoyed Spanish. So it kind of gave me an excuse to, to further my, gotcha. my study there. Well, the reason I ask is because it kind of seems like you thought that you might be destined to open a business. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I felt like that was going to be the path in, in some regards. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, being bilingual is never a bad thing. That's right. True. So you moved back to Augusta after college? I did. Um, so I graduated, and the initial plan was kind of to help expand Taco Sushi. Okay. There was a little bit of a, a mix-up in management at a couple of the stores. So I, got to, I came back and got to play fixer for about three and a half years. Very and cool. And I started in Surrey Center, went to Aiken, went to – no, wait. Actually, I'm getting my life story mixed up. <laughs> I was in Surrey Center for about a year. Okay. We were going to open more stores, but I had to replace a manager there. And that was like the home base, right? <laughs> that was the first store. And um, it just got to the point where a lot of people struggle with, uh, you know, family businesses. And yeah. I don't think I realized that, you know, kind of how good of a, a good of a setup and opportunity that there was. But my dad and I were just going head to head constantly mm. and it wore me out. And I called my brother one day and I was just like, on the verge of tears. And I was like, I got to do something. And, uh, he was living in New York and he's like, dude, get the hell out of Augusta for a little <laughs> while. Like just get away. Dad's going to be fine. You know, he doesn't, right. he doesn't need you to be there. So a couple days later I sat down and talked to dad and he was just laughing at me cause I'm sweating. <laughs> like, you know, I'm so nervous to have this conversation with him. And he was like, he's like, dude, just go get, you know, <laughs> free yourself for a little while. Free yourself. Um, so that was, that was a great thing. And, um, you know, I worked at a custom tailor shop in New York, did the operations and production management for wow. a super high end men's store. Like How, what year was that? Uh, so I moved to New York in 2012. Okay. And how, how long were you there? A year and a half. Um, <laughs> lived there during hurricane Sandy, you know? Yeah. Some of the coldest showers I've ever taken. It's like, I felt like if you poured ice water over yourself, it was, it did not do like what the pipes in Manhattan <laughs> were doing at that time. Yeah. Um, but I also, where I kind of realized what my calling was, I was working in the tailor shop and we were making, I mean, we, we would make, we would have $80,000 orders just to give you an idea wow. of, of the caliber of customer that we had. Former CEOs of Goldman Sachs, um, Al Gore flew us to Nashville for like two hours <laughs> to, to, to fit him. And then we flew back. Wow. Um, and you know, like the lawyer who handled the, the falling of Solomon brothers, like if you've read the book, right, yeah. liars poker, yep. like they said, we're having our, our like scare, like we're failing meeting in Marty's office. And like Marty was a customer of this ours. This is Marty. Yeah. Wow. yeah so That's like all crazy. these, all these really incredible people. Um, so it was really cool to meet them, but 
the service that we were providing them didn't feel valuable. You know, like we're going through all this, like ordering these incredible fabrics down to the stitch, down to the buttons. And, you know, we're making clothes based on their color and going through so much thought and care and they get it. And it's like, okay, cool. Thanks. And Mm -hmm. it just was a very empty feeling. Right. Like not appreciated. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and so I bartended on Sundays and I worked a 16 hour bar shift or like 10 AM to 2 AM. That's yeah. So, um, but that was, uh, I got to where I was like, I really looked forward to it because you give somebody a couple cocktails and you make an impact on their day, their week, you know, whatever it may be. And it was so much more rewarding than my, you know, nine to five. Yeah. And that's kind of when I realized eh, maybe, maybe I should take a look and actually pursue this a little more seriously. Gotcha. And so you're like, okay, the FMB business might not be so bad. Yeah. So when you you came back, was it with the idea in mind of like going back and working with your dad, helping him open other locations? I had zero plans. So I um <laughs> Okay. I had money saved up and I had anticipated a road trip. And I got back and um I was living at home and dad was like, Hey, I I'm planning a two week trip to Italy. Um, if you buy a plane ticket, like I'll cover you while we're there. I was like, sounds pretty okay. So bet. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I, I buy the plane ticket and, uh, ended up buying an open ended ticket and was like, I'll hang out with you for a couple of weeks and then we'll see what happens. I had 18 grand in my bank account and, uh, we hung out for two weeks and at one point kind of a drunken afternoon in Barcelona, he had said, Hey, um, by the way, in like three months, one of our managers is out of town for about 10 days. Will you cover their vacation? Like, and I was like, yeah, sure. Of course. Well, I ended up traveling in Europe by myself for three months. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I had, you know, trip of a lifetime and just, and it was like, you know, every week I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, after a month, I'm like, okay, we'll I have 10 grand left, you know, <laughs> after two months, I'm like, okay, well there's six grand and I would call dad and I'd be like, what do you think? He's like, what? Go for it. You're there. I'm like you can, you'll be all right. <laughs> and so, I mean, about three months in, he calls me. He's like, Hey dude, uh, I need you back next Monday. I was like, oh gosh. So <laughs> I flew back and that kind of wrote me back into it. Okay. So didn't really look back from there. So after that, um, and take us through this, by the way. Taco Sushi has has a few locations. Yep. At that time, how many did they have? <laughs> Augusta, Aiken, Evans, Columbia, yeah. Greenville. It's funny because my girlfriend went to school in Columbia, and she had thought that Taco Sushi was like a big chain. Yeah. And so when she came here and saw two Taco Sushi, she's like, oh, it's a chain. I'm like... No, no. Yeah. no, the owners live yeah. here. You're going to meet them if yeah. we go to Bodega later. Yeah, they're like, here all the time. Yeah. So so at that time, you had those locations. When you came back, how long did you stay working with Taco Sushi, or did you after you finished covering? So this was where I got kind of kind of mixed up. So okay. um, Dad had found out that a longtime employee was – basically embezzling lots of money. Um, and I had to go to Aiken. So that was my, how gotcha. I ended up in Aiken. So I did, um, I did Aiken for about a year and then moved to Columbia. Columbia was a franchise store that we ended up taking back. So again, had some issues there. Gotcha. Um, so moved to Columbia for a year and 
while I was in Columbia, I was kind of hitting the hitting the burnout wall just because you know wasn't even home. A lot of nights I was there were days that I would work lunch in Aiken, work dinner in Columbia, spend the night in Augusta, Ooh. and yeah, so I was just doing a lot. And not, um, not only that, I mean you're you're fixing a problem. Yeah, you're not just running a business; <laughs> you're also fixing a business. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, especially Columbia. I mean fully fired and rehired a staff. Wow. Um, basically kind of reopened, uh, reopened the place. That's so, crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was a good challenge. It was like yeah. a, it was like a easy open a business, open a restaurant, you know, right. you're like, everything's basically already ready to go. It's we like just, a simulator. Yeah. We just need to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you just need to finish the last step, the last parts. Um, that must've been cool though. Cause you had the business background, you had the management experience, yeah. but that's the one thing you hadn't been able to really do. No. Yeah, it was, it was fun because I mean, again, working with my dad, it's like, you just watch, it's like he has this formula going on in the back of his head, you know, like when you watch him like rain man, you're like, Oh, okay. He just, <laughs> he just knows exactly what to do. And, and so it was a good opportunity to kind of have the, have the, the cheap, the cheap seats to the, the easy reopen versus an entirely new project. Right. So what year is this? So I think what bodega opened in 2016. So 2015. So this is 2015. The burnout yep. happens. The, yeah. We're getting there. Dad and I are, are back at each other's throats again, <laughs> you know, at least close. And, um, but that was when he, uh, he started working on this new concept okay. and suddenly my opinion was a lot more valuable. Mm. And yeah, so basically dad tricked me into opening bodega. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sick of working with you. You're sick of working with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, from design aspects to things that I wanted to do and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, and, uh, yeah, so it was kind of, a we're going to do this and then, you know, toss the keys kind of hand it off. Yeah. Toss the keys and say, don't break it, you know, but, um, right. uh, yeah. So that was six years ago. And now I think actually this week will be our, our sixth anniversary. Wow. We did that on purpose. I know Wow, that was, you guys yeah. are incredible. We did that hundred <laughs> percent on purpose. <laughs> we'll be right back with more of Carrie Goldsmith on the drop the disc podcast. About this time of the year when it starts getting cold and it is going to be getting colder. In fact, this week it is already a little bit chilly. But whenever I think of the cold weather, I think of dark beer. I don't know about y'all, but I do. I know David doesn't necessarily think about dark beer, but I'm here looking for those coffee, milk stouts, dark lagers, something great to match the weather. And I'm here to tell you at Savannah River Brewery, they've got wired dynamite back out in the tap room. What wired dynamite is? It's Dynamite brown ale, mixed in, soaked in, fermented in, Bona Cafe beans. That's Bona Cafe coffee beans. The local brewery, right off Central. You've got to go to Savannah River Brew right now and grab you a six pack of Wired. Not only is it coffee-like, it also has some caffeine in it. So I think that's really, really cool that Savannah River Brewery is doing that. Check out savannahriverbrew.com. See what they have new on the taps. Go to the tap room and drink a beer. So Taco Sushi 
kind of is, you know, it's a dinner, it's a staple, you go there for lunch, the families. Yeah. What was the concept of bodega? What was the difference? What What did you want to add that you didn't see in Augusta? So obviously I have a big passion for traveling. Um, you know, it's something that I've done by myself, something that I've done with my dad. Um, and a lot of what we love in Europe are are just these little mom and pop places. Um, if you're staying at a hotel in Spain or Italy, almost without a doubt, you can find a little coffee shop, cafe, whatever, within a block. And if you go there in the morning, there's going to be a bunch of people leaning up against a bar, having a shot of espresso, maybe grabbing a pastry on their way out. And then if you go there in the afternoon, you're going to see a lot of the same faces sitting there, leaning up, having a beer, you know, and it's just a very warm feeling. This speaking of having a beer, the, uh, do you need more beer? Well, I will, but I think this one's this one's giving me the burps. <laughs> um, so, you know, a lot of what we wanted to to emulate was the feeling, you know, right. just that warm neighborhood feeling that um, that you get when you're in these places that it it just feels like you belong, you know, and it's and that's really what I was going for. So for me, more than a, a cuisine, because we're kind of all over the place with the types of food or the specials that we may do. It's, I just wanted a, a place that people really feel welcome. And, you know, whether it's, they stop in for a coffee and they're on their way out or they're hanging out all afternoon, you know, getting drunk on the, on the patio, drinking mimosas. So I'm curious, you said your dad had this idea and handed you the keys and your opinion mattered. What was his idea and what was yours? Well, <clears throat> He, he starts a lot broader, mm-hmm. right? You know? So his idea was, we're going to do this and this and this and this and this. And I was like, uh, we only have this much space. We only, you <laughs> right. know. Well, what's it a was, concept that didn't make it? Oh, my God. Or an idea. I mean, like, he basically wanted to have, like, a deli. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, yeah. I, I can't have somebody sitting there slicing meats and weighing meats. I still have this very nice deli slicer that he gave me a like 800 page manual and was like, here you go. You want to program this for all the stuff that we're going to serve? I was like, no. (laughs) Six years later, it's still sitting in my office. Um, But you know, it was just, it was a, it was a very broad scope. And we had even talked to some chefs in Spain that we were trying to help get them over that we could do kind of a classic tapas restaurant. Um, But I guess that's what's kind of fun. You know, we, we did breakfast and lunch, and we've yeah. kind of always I've left it open for, for adaptation. So you, you Bodega was created. Bodega in, was created. In 2016. Yep. Mm-hmm. At that time, were you like general manager, owner, bartender, server? So, yeah, I, I was a manager, um, you know, seven days a week doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I did, yeah, so I was there, and then, but well, we've been open six years, so the plan was always to kind of buy my dad out. So mm-hmm. I think about two and a half years ago, I took everything that I had, got, you know, made sure that I had enough equity in my house, mm-hmm. in my bank account, in yeah. my IRA, yeah. and uh, leveraged it all to get the bank to write him a check. And uh so it was a very liberating feeling to uh, tell him to get the hell out of my kitchen that first time. I love that. I yeah. love that. Did you make any changes once he was out? You know, here and there. But 
I think for the most part, you know, a lot of what, what I've learned working with him and working with people, mm-hmm. you know, that have worked for him. Thank you. Um, I'm thanking, I'm thanking him for my beer. I just got a, a fresh refill of Savannah River. <laughs> they don't pay for two ads, but they got it. So they oh, owe you one for that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I changed too much. I mean, I think he and okay. I have, have different management styles and, you know, that, that wasn't really uh, an issue except for the fact that he would roll in and everybody would get scared. <laughs> and Bodega, if, if anyone hasn't been there, you're always there, especially for brunch. Yep. You always have a family member there with you. Yeah, exactly. Tell, tell, us, tell, me, why you, tell me why you're always there and, and tell me when you decided or how you decided that this was going to be like very friendly to animals because it it is. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I, I think for me owning a restaurant and, or being the manager, whether it's a restaurant, a bar anywhere, Mm -hmm. um, the people that are good at it and that really enjoy it, it's like hosting a party, you know, and it's the fact that you get to do that every day. It's really fun. You know, you get to meet new people, introduce new people, you know, create this atmosphere of, you know, of joy and fun and just good energy. And so really that's kind of what I love about it. So if I'm in Augusta, it's very unlikely that I'm going to spend the entire day away from work because for the most part, it's not, you know, it's not super stressful. Yeah. I mean, you go to table, you go table to table, you meet everybody, you introduce yourself. Yeah. No, I mean, but that's, that's what I love. I mean, I think it's, again, kind of when, before when we were talking about, you know, the relationship to Augusta, I think it's important that, you know, people feel welcome. We have so many more people that are coming to town. And the reason that I introduce myself is because, you know, I'll see you with a, a whole new table, you know, and there might be a few new faces there and I'll always come by and say hello, but there's so many familiar faces that come to our restaurant. I'm we, sure. we, you know, we thrive on our regulars, but when I see a new face, it's like, Oh, it's less common to see a completely new face. So I want to make sure. And oftentimes it's people that are visiting from out of town that are moving here. And I want to make sure that they feel, you know, kind of embraced by the city and, you know, have a, have a connection that maybe when they go home, they're like, Oh, Hey, at least next time I go visit, like, I can go back there and see if Carrie's there and, you know, I know somebody. Yeah. I, I, I think one of the coolest things is you walk in and your dog greets people immediately upon them walking in. Yeah. Ash has uh, become the official mascot. I'm surprised she's not the logo. Well, she is on our coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know you guys are friends with Jason Craig. But, That's right. Uh, yeah. So Jason did a, uh, did a custom logo design for my mug. And then we had talked about a master's t-shirt and since that got kind of nixed, he did a, he did an awesome design. That's the front of the front of the shop. And that also features Ash sitting on the patio or sitting on the curb. That's awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was looking at getting a dog and I figured since I work seven days a week, the dog also works seven days a week. Exactly. She earns (laughs) her keep. Um, she's the built in Swiffer. You know, keeps the, keeps the patio floors clean. It's a good, it's a good value add to everyone, but I just cannot get my accountant to add her as a tax write-off. 
We'll be right back with more of Drop the Disc with Terry Goldsmith. But first, I want to talk to you about a cause that means a lot to Chris and to myself. And that's building the cyber community and the entrepreneurial community in Augusta. And that's why we have this really awesome partnership with our friends at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse, located at the third floor of the Cyber Center, right here downtown Augusta, has been around for over 10 years and has been supporting entrepreneurship in our community by providing really cool resources and education, not only for business owners, but for those who might want to take a career transition to tech. If you are thinking about maybe making a career change and going into tech, learning more about cyber, or even thinking about a business that you might want to launch, whether it's cyber-related or if it's just a small business, go check out the Clubhouse because they have boot camps for all of these different situations. They specialize in helping other people achieve their goals, and they're doing this not only in Augusta, but across the country with their Make Startups program. If you want to learn more about the Clubhouse, shoot us a message and ask us on our social media at Drop the Disc Pod or find them at theclubhouse.se. So we, we've talked about kind of a bunch of the cool things about, about Bodega, and I'm sure there will be more. But I want to ask you about kind of a flip side. I want to ask you about last year because COVID was not a great thing for businesses, is not a great thing for businesses, especially food businesses. But... I remember going to Bodega a few times during the whole shutdown. You guys have the outside area, which is really nice. How was, how, how did you make it through? Yeah. Uh, Especially well, after just buying your dad out not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, no, it, well, it, it sucked. Um, but, <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think a lot of people had to do some serious soul searching and kind of figure out what they were going to do. Um, for me, we we closed probably earlier than a lot of places in Augusta. We closed mid to late March. I was closed for anything but takeout for probably two and a half, three months. We started doing family meals. So I did meals for two or four. I really promoted. I have a retail wine license. Um, did not know. Yeah. So I have a, I have a retail wine license. Uh, I'm a psalm. So I kind of did not know. There, yeah, right? Wow. <laughs> That's why we're here. Let's, <laughs> let's learn about each other. Um, so I really, uh, I used that that avenue to keep money coming in. And, and it was just kind of like, let's, let's see what we can do to yeah. stay at a break even or as close to every yeah. week. Um, and yeah, so I mean, really, it was just a scramble, you know, just kind of a, a, a desperate doggy paddle to keep your head above water and, and, and do whatever it was that you could do and, and reach out to people and be like, Hey, uh, I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> like I'm sure that you've been sitting at home with your kids and you need a case of wine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, without my wine business, I would have been in a really tough, tough spot. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, the way Bodega is set up, we do breakfast and lunch. Mm -hmm. I have a retail wine business. We do private events at night. So, um, you know, whether that's birthday party, office party, rehearsal dinner, I, you know, I also would do five course wine tastings with, uh, you know, write a menu and pick out wine pairings. Um, so it was kind of, you know, my business model is multifaceted yeah. and when you take away two thirds of it, yeah, it's, 
it was really tough. But fortunately, uh, there were a lot of people drinking during COVID. So <laughs> true. Yeah, true. I think that's a good takeaway, though. We I, I like to ask that question, um, especially of people like you and and Stephen Moore of Indian Queen. Yeah. Because of you know Stephen's you know talked about financial responsibility, and you're talking about you know, having a multifaceted business, all of these are really important things if you're thinking about opening a, a restaurant. Oh, yeah. And I mean, for me as well, I I had a very loyal staff. I mean, that's big. I, I, yeah. So I was able to keep everyone, everyone on staff and, you know, all my full-time people. And that was important to me for, you know, to, to like do what personally, we, yeah. yeah, do what we had to do to, to keep their salaries coming in. Um, and so it was just, I, I felt obligated to, to do it. You know, we, we did had family meals if people, you know, needed to take food home. We had, you know, we, we tried to work together as much as possible to, you know, make sure that everyone was taken care of because it was a lousy time for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we're done with that. Yes. yes. Cause I have a no more, more of that. I have a better positive. Yeah. Back to happiness. There we go. <laughs> Let's get to happiness. Um, so first of all, I want to commend you because honestly, when I first heard about Bodega back in 2016, it was a coffee shop that also had alcohol. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we and we had Metro Coffee House downtown, but yeah. I mean, that was Surrey Center. It was really, really cool. Um, I'm curious though, how did you think of the name? And I'm sure your dad had a part in that, but Bodega yeah. Ultimate, what does that mean for Augusta? So Bodega... Again, in Spain, bodega is a wine cellar. Um, you may see a, a sign that says bodega, and that's going to be a little bar cafe. I lived in New York, so you have your bodegas, you know, right? Bodega, <laughs> um, you know, your little corner store. <laughs> <laughs> do you get that reference? I do. Okay, um, <laughs> so you you know your little corner store where you can grab a six pack of beer, grab a sandwich, um, right? You know, kind of your your basic little things. Um, and like I said as well, a lot of it was, was taking all those kind of aspects, wrapping them up and then, and then putting the, the warm vibes that we felt when we were in these European cafes. Um, Ultima was supposed to be a kind of a joke about, you know, with dad, like this is, this is it. The, it means the last or the best in Spanish. Depending on how you choose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so he, uh, you know, it was supposed to be the last thing that he was going to do, last thing he was going to open. Really? Yeah. So that was kind of a play on, you know, play on words with that. Interesting. The last and the best. Yeah, exactly. Is it the last thing? No, he's actually in the process of opening <laughs> a new restaurant right now. <laughs> you got to change the name. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So I, I know that it might not be something that you can talk about or that you're comfortable yeah. talking about, but you, you just said it, that yeah. he's thinking about opening something. I don't know if you're involved in that. Is that, is that a family? You know, tell us about some future things from the goldsmiths. Um, so he's working on an Italian restaurant. Really? Really. Oh, we just we, did the Augusta favorites. We, we just know. did I the know. Augusta favorite Italian restaurant. I know. <laughs> He's like, I don't know who to vote new, for. New bracket next year. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Villa Europa. Yes. yes. You know, yeah. friends, oh. friends with the family over there. 
had a little too much fun at Oktoberfest uh, a week or two ago. As you should. Yeah. Dust boot. Ho- hopefully the pictures of me and my lederhosen don't don't make it too public. <laughs> hopefully they do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for me, I think uh, there's still a lot of opportunity and growth with Bodega. Uh, I think if I, if I grew my staff, I'd want to do more things at night. I love the wine aspect of it. It's something that, you know, when we first opened, other than just – liking to drink wine. I, I didn't really know that much about it. I had some friends that worked at the Augusta national that were Psalms on the team there. Mm. Uh, and a buddy at country club that kind of encouraged me as we were, you know, we'd see each other at different events and they got me to study, take my first test. And, you know, we would study and taste a lot together. Um, and I think there's a lot more people that are interested in that. And, you know, it's a growing, a growing interest and passion for a lot of young people. And it's something that I love. So it's fun to share with people. Um, and so if I can, if I can share that, you know, in an effective way through bodega, you know, or a growing way, I would love to be able to do that. So it's more just like opening and expanding that element of being multifaceted. Yeah. I mean, like I said, if we, we're already going to do breakfast and lunch, we got seven nights a week that we can play with. So, you know, <laughs> right. Whether that's whether that's a, a weekly wine tasting or classes or dinners yeah. or you know there's that's what's fun about not having a nighttime identity. I mean, it, it totally opens me up for yeah. whatever we want to do. When you when Bodega was open, did you feel like it was adding something new to Augusta? Did you feel like there was anything similar going on? How did you how did you feel about it with the city? Because I mean, when you talk about brunch in Augusta, there's some options, but I feel like all of them are kind of different from each other. No, I mean, like other than Manuel's, right? You know, that was kind of what I would what I would think about when you know when I would want brunch before we opened up. Don't get no, that's not like a slight. Me and I've known Manuel since I was a little kid. (laughs) He calls me bad names in French. I love him to death. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think there's a, you know, you have New Moon, you have Manuel's, you have very limited kind of private restaurants that actually have a breakfast lunch focus. Right. Um, so I think it it was a need that that needed to be met. Um, there was a place that I would go to all the time in Athens, um, where the realization that I had when when opening Bodega, I remember sitting at, at the bar in Athens, 8.30 in the morning, having a coffee, <laughs> going over my notes, and I was so hungover. <laughs> and uh, right across the street was the 24-hour diner, and yes. this, this townie rolls up, and he reeks a B.O., and he's got tattoos from his wrist to the top of his head, and he walks up behind me, and he orders a PBR and a shot of Jaeger. And just that shot of Jaeger, like going past my face, just made me gag from the night before. And I looked at the woman behind the bar. I was like, it is 830 in the morning. What is this guy doing? (laughs) And she said, he just got off work. He's having a beer and a shot. Like, Chill. I'm not judging. I just am trying not to vomit. Um, But when we were when we were having when we were opening Bodega, I realized that, you know, there was a lot of value in that. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was telling me as a night nurse, um, Mm. he would get off work and go by the gas station, feel 
like an asshole because he just grabbed a six pack of PBR at seven thirty in the morning <laughs> and scrubs. And then he would go home and he would sit in the dark, trying not to wake up his, you know, like infant daughter. Well, you know, his wife got ready for work and watched sports center like quietly. <laughs> and, um, you now he's like, you know, it really sucks getting off, getting off a stressful shift and not having a place to go to, to unwind. And right. Augusta is a, huge medical community you know we get a lot of guys from um the the tire factory across the river yeah you know there's a lot of shift work that goes on so it's nice to give them a nice place that they can come hang out and have a drink and maybe be a little loud but yeah you know, <laughs> that's there, a totally it, new perspective i hadn't yeah. even thought about that yeah well you're normally there on the weekends you know that's right tuesday I'm a guy. tuesday morning at 7 30 you might you might encounter an entirely new crowd <laughs> i might learn something yeah <laughs> No, but it's great. And it's such a fun juxtaposition because you have, you know, you may have a group of bankers that are, that are sitting there having a meeting in suits. And then you have, you know, guys in their, their work jumpsuits mm-hmm. and nurses that are having, you know, a shot after a stressful night. Yeah. But, you know, that's got to be really cool. Yeah. But it's no different than, than us going and grabbing a beer at five o'clock. That's right. true for them. Yeah. yeah. They're getting ready to go crash. That's true. Or four. <laughs> Don't judge. Uh, <laughs> I have one more question, and then I'll defer to Chris All for right. the time being. Sure. Um, it, this is an easy one, though. Um, y'all have some food that uh, – I have an answer to this, by the way. Y'all have some food that really you can't get a lot of other places around here. If someone hasn't been to Bodega, what do they need to try? Ooh, that's a good question. Thank you. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think one thing that we do that's pretty unique, we cure our own salmon. So, you know, I just got 30 pounds of salmon in the other day, cleaned it up, got all the all the spices and citrus and salt and sugar and, and everything. And um, so we actually, you know, we make our own locks. So I think that's, that's a very unique thing. That, that is. You know, I'm so glad you said that because that's my absolute favorite thing that y'all do. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, I think that's huge and we fly through it. People love that. Um, people love our chicken biscuit. I do the, the wonderful people, you know, again, being a Augusta, Augusta based podcast. Um, I had a Traeger that was stolen. Rectech replaced it with a much better Rectech smoker. Shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so for a lot of specials and things like that, I love to use the Rectech. So for our uh, chicken biscuit, we smoke mm-hmm. chicken thighs, fry it, do gravy, house-made pickled peppers. Um, I like to add a runny fried egg on top. But, you know, kind of the the balance of, hey, I feel good when I come here at 11. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, cured salmon. You know, like, like that's <laughs> like cured salmon is great. You know, right. but when you roll in with the hangover and, right. you know, you can barely keep you your eyes open. You need a chicken open, biscuit. The chicken biscuit. Absolutely. So I think, <laughs> I think those are two, you know, two kind of unique things. Um, you know, other than that, all of our sandwiches, we make omelets to order for them. Uh, everything's kind of, you know, it's pretty, it's a pretty scratch kitchen. So I love that. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to complete this interview with Carrie Goldsmith after one last quick message from a friend of both Chris and mine that maybe you haven't heard quite yet. Guys, I want to do a quick little shout out. And I know this is something that we don't really do very often, but I have to shout out Dylan Gunn. Dylan Gunn is an incredible roofer. He has a company called Gunn Roofing. That's G-U-N-N Roofing. He is the local roofer. 
they just roofed up my house. I got a brand new roof on my house on Monday and they did it in one day. Now most roofing companies will do that one day, but if you wanna trust a roofer, you can trust Dylan Gunn and Gunn Roofers. I'm telling you right now, if you need a new roof, call Dylan Gunn at Gunn Roofing. The company's phone is 706-962-7026. Gunroofing.com, check them out, get a new roof on that house. I have no other questions. So David, okay. if you do, but I wanna ask him if there's some questions we didn't ask. Yeah. Is there anything you wanna talk about that we haven't gotten to? Um, no, I mean, one thing that I was kind of thinking about before we came here is Augusta as a restaurant community, you know, being somebody that grew in, that grew up in it. Um, I think a, a lot of people always try and try and, you know, relate me to my dad or, you know, ask about how, how I work with him or anything else. Um, I think one cool thing about what we have going on in this city is that it's a really small group of, of business owners and restaurant tours. Um, you know, I have, uh, like Todd Schaefer who owns Abel Brown is in my restaurant daily walks back, you know, behind the line in the kitchen just to check on me and what's up, you know, and, if I have a question about a recipe, he's so talented, you know, something that I may need advice on. I always have that, you know, if I want to talk to somebody that's not my dad and I need, you know, restaurant life advice, um, like John Beck that owns, owns Beck's and formerly had Sheehan's is somebody that I can, that I can reach out to. Uh, you know, you have Sean down here who yeah. I remember I was complaining about being just like as bodega was getting busier and I was having a hard time keeping up and, was talking to him about who he was like, well, what's the problem? I said, well, I just can't make things fast enough. He goes, well, reorganize your kitchen. So you can. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, well, that's really good advice. That's the matter of fact answer. Yeah, no, but I, but you know, I just think it's neat. And, you know, like I said before, like Manuel is, is a, yeah. a good friend. Um, and I think that you'll find that there's, there's not a lot of animosity or competition amongst restaurateurs in Augusta right. that there really is a, a pretty, a pretty solid kind of brotherhood, sisterhood, you know, amongst everybody that is more supportive and than anything. So it, you would think that people would feel that there's competition, but in fact there, there is, but at the same time, y'all are all helping each other yeah. out. And you know, I think it's one of the funniest things that we always hear when we go out to dinner. Oh, checking out the competition. It's like, nope, just like restaurants, like just have to eat just, somewhere. Yeah, just <laughs> like like I like to believe it or not, I too like to eat at restaurants. Right. You know? <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And that's something that a lot of a lot of people that we've had that uh, you know, Stephen Moore, I, I hate to reference the same person twice, but he comes to mind because he talked about opening Indian Queen and how the bar community reached out and helped him with supplies and helped him with advice. So I, I think that's a really important thing to say. No, absolutely. Like last week when uh, I thought that I was going to be doing this podcast at three thirty <laughs> and showed up at the <laughs> at the door, um, you know, I found myself downtown and ended up having a beer with uh, Bobby, one of the owners of Whiskey Bar, and yeah. Adrian from I the. I feel loft. good that that worked out for no, you. No, it was yeah, great. I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> no, it was great. But you know, like I said, I mean, just I I, I think it's funny. It's like we all just kind of yeah. support each other. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that is really cool. So we're at the point where I asked the question. Oh my God. The question.
and the Drop the Disc question is presented by our friends at Trainer Gray. The Drop the Disc question is sponsored by Trainer Gray, and there are no better words to say that they are the most professional media company here in Augusta, Georgia. There's obviously a lot of other media companies, but they do it well. It's a small company, but they do incredible work. We just had the Augusta Rocks concert at Enterprise Mill, and not only did they live stream the event, but they also shot a hype video. They had about four people there with different cameras. It was super cool, super professional. I cannot wait for that to come out. Trainer Gray Media. If you want more information, go to trainergraymedia.com. Uh, we ask every guest on this show to drop the disc question. We're here dropping the disc, the hate, the shade that's thrown on the city. Yeah. For uh, no reason. And uh, if you were walking on the street, someone came up to you, started talking negatively about the city. What would you say? I think a lot of my issue with this comes from the fact that it comes so blindly. Mm. Like people are so ignorant of what's going on in Augusta, you know? And so I basically just, I I generally like to ask where they're from Mm -hmm. because usually it's a town that has a lot less going on than Augusta. <laughs> and and I will make them aware of that. You know? Um, I think I my my way of, of arguing that is to let them know what's what's happening. You know, I know you said that somebody was like, Oh, I'd I'd walk them around the city. I'm not gonna go that far. Um, <laughs> but but Augusta for a city our size, I mean we have great restaurants, we have great museums, you know, there's awesome green space. There's a ton of stuff to do. And there's a lot of really cool people that are doing cool things. Um, and I think they're all really well interconnected. You know, so many people that are, whether they're artists, musicians, restaurateurs, you know, they, they work so well together. And for a town this size, I think it's a, a really well integrated community of, of creative people. Um, so I just kind of make an effort to to let them know that, you know, no, you're, you're just wrong. <laughs> you know, um, we, we actually have a fair bit going on and, and, you know, if you want to take the time to discover it, cool. If not, you know, get out. Right. Always hospitable. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Hospitality. That's my specialty. <laughs> Carrie, thank you so much for coming today, man. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And uh, send us some send us some pictures of Ash so we can post them. Yes, please yeah, do that. I know. Sorry, she couldn't be here today. Really brighten up the mood. Will you, will you tell the listeners that don't have social media what kind of dog it is? Oh, uh, so Ash is an Airedale Terrier. Yeah, I like her because she's hypoallergenic, right? Yep. Yeah. She's <laughs> exactly. hi, she's hypoallergenic. She's yeah. She's a she's a great hostess. That's great. <laughs> Best employee I've ever had. She is. I think that's <laughs> half the reason that my girlfriend loves loves going to bodega well, she's she gets to play with the dog every time it cracks me up because i'll be out and <laughs> i'll take ash out for a walk or i'll take her you know to indian queen to savannah yeah. Real brewery whatever may go out somewhere and um inevitably somebody is gonna look at me confounded and they're gonna go isn't that the bodega dog <laughs> I, go, I go what about what about the bodega boy <laughs> you know, they, have, they they could not care less. They have no idea who I am, but they're like, "Is that Ash?" <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna end this on that. Thank yeah. you so much, Gary. Thank you. 
And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast, recorded, of course, right here at Augusta Podcast Studio. If you may want to start your own podcast, I just want to give a little plug to Augusta Podcast at AugustaPodcast.com. Check that out uh, because we do not want to be out here doing this alone. We want to be building a cool community. And if you did enjoy this episode, please leave us a rating or review. We really appreciate that. And now stay right where you are because Around Augusta with Chris starts right now. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. I've been doing this for almost a year now and it's been a pleasure getting some of the news out to y'all. And this segment is totally deemed just for rumors, things coming to town, events that are happening, really whatever I would like to talk about that I think that you listeners would like to be a part of in the city of Augusta. I've got two things. Take that back. I've got three things. First one, have y'all heard of Cavalier's Coffee House? This is a coffee shop slash bar right in North Augusta, right across the 13th Street Bridge. They're located on 336 Georgia Avenue in Suite 107. I'm telling you right now that it is a third wave coffee shop and wine bar right in downtown North Augusta. They have a rotating list of wine and regional craft beers, and they proudly serve counterculture coffee. They will also be almost ready to start renting out their space for events. They've got a beautiful courtyard and an incredible venue for any kind of event. If you'd like more information about this, email manager at CavsCoffee, that's C-A-V-S coffee.com. So their website is also www.CavsCoffee.com. Number two on the list, I got to shout out Ryan Abel, friend of the show, has helped us out a lot throughout the last two years with a lot of things from the Bobby Jones Invitational Show all the way to Augusta Rocks concerts and really curating some of the Augusta Rocks music series that we have once a month. He manages the Riverfront Theater Company and they have a Broadway musical. It's about 90 minutes long. Tickets are very inexpensive and it's called First Date, a modern Broadway comedy. We've got friends that are in the show. We cannot wait to see it. It's October 22nd through 24th. Go to their Facebook, search First Date, a modern Broadway comedy, and you'll find the tickets there. Tickets are about $25 a piece. That's nothing. Go support local arts. Go support local theater. Speaking of theater, number three, I want to shout out Chris Bailey and all the friends at Le Chat Noir. If you've never been to Les Chat Noir, you need to check it out. They have just redone their bar. Shout out to All Equal Parts, Zach McCabe, also a friend of the show. But they have on Friday, October 29th, from 8 to 10 p.m., a show called Catharsis. What this is, is guests from the audience can go up on the stage and tell a very personal story, and the actors are going to create a scene about the story. So, I'm saying all this because one of the hosts of Drop the Disc, yours truly, myself, will be telling you a story at Catharsis on October 29th, 8 p.m. If you want to attend, if you want to purchase tickets, they do everything off Facebook. So go follow Le Chat Noir on Facebook and go see this event to purchase your tickets. 
That's all I got for Around Augusta, and I will see you next week.